right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history, Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast, hosted by Travis D. This is Dizzle J. I'm so glad you're back. I <laughs> I hated hated the fact that I did this by myself last week. I'm sorry that you had to do it by yourself <laughs> it, last week. I'm not gonna lie, it was fucking brutal. I, <laughs> I I think I think like there was like at least four times in the episode last week I apologized just for the fact it was just me. <laughs> well, you don't have to apologize. Oh no, no, no! no I need to apologize to them because <laughs> if they kept listening, you get a little rough. <laughs> it, you know, in all honesty, it wasn't horrible. Like I was surprised that I went because I I think the show went about 45, 50 minutes, so. I was a little surprised that I got to go that long without kind of, nice. you know, fading off. Um, a big thanks to you guys out there for sending in those questions. You literally made the show last week because without those questions, probably would skip next week, and I really want to avoid doing that. So, Do you have a lot of questions? I got a, I got a good amount of questions. Uh, Gio sent in a couple questions, which was awesome. Nice. Uh, uh, Mary sent in... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if you if you guys listen to uh, Mental Mary, is the newest uh, member of the uh, JFW team. Uh, so she sent in a question. Uh, a couple of our people who follow us, um, they they sent in a couple of good questions too. And what was great about it was it was like some old timer questions and some current questions and shit like that. So it was a awesome. nice mix. It was a great mix. Uh, you know, uh, they asked me like, who my favorite tag team was between uh, LOD or uh, Dick the Bruiser and. Um, Oh God! What was it Dick the Bruiser and uh, Crusher? So I had to, you know, get some information from there because that, that's a little because Dick the Bruiser is a little bit farther than what I've been looking into and everything. <laughs> but but I mean, there were some good questions. There were a t- couple tough questions too. Uh, but that's what I loved about it. So it was a lot of fun. Thank you guys again for doing that. And that's something that we encourage you guys to do all the time. Like it isn't just when you know I'm by myself and I need something to talk about. If you guys have questions or anything, you can send them in to us. Anytime, and then we can answer them on the show. You know, we'll and we'll throw a shout out to you like I did last week. You know, and you know that's that's what this is all about. This is all about interaction and getting you know the fans involved in the show. Exactly. I mean, at least at least you had content while I wasn't here to interrupt you and talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I mean, that was the crazy thing. Like I so I've been podcasting now for almost two years, and. It's weird doing a show on your own when you have no one to banter with and we have no one to bullshit with or, you know, toss a conversation you well, know, it's, off on it's hard to It's hard to be in a conversation when you're the only one right? talking. Yeah, so it's, it's nuts because I'm sitting like, like, I'm trying to have a conversation with obviously the people who listen to the show, but like you're staring at like a wall while you're trying to talk <laughs> and you, look, you sound foolish while doing it. I'm going to get a balloon and draw my face yeah. on it. And then just hang it from the chair next Maybe time. I'll, uh, I'll grab my Undertaker and Andre's <laughs> giant uh, WWE Pops up there and just sell them right in front of me. I'll be like, I'm talking to them. <laughs> Indians in the cupboard style. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so how was, uh, how was your 4th of July? How was your oh, holiday yeah, weekend? It, it was amazing. You know, blew off some fireworks, saw some fireworks. You know, stopped in the middle of the country, lit off some illegal fireworks, so... Kids thought we were fugitives. <laughs> I had to explain to them that you had to be arrested and go to jail to be a fugitive first. We were just criminals at that point in time. At that point. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. How about um, you? How was your week? Fourth? It was alright. Um, I really didn't do much, you know. Um, I cleaned up around the house. I did some yard work and shit like that. I, I, the holidays really just kind of like just got away from me on, you know, like, I remember, like, years ago, like, like when we hung out, with, like, as a group, you know, you, me, Chad, oh, man. Tim, and everything, like, when we have, like, cookouts and barbecues and hang out, like, when we go watch pay-per-views and shit together, right. I mean, that shit died. Yeah. You know, like, as people grow up and people move on, you know, farther apart. Because at that time, we were all McDonald's workers. And, we, yeah. and most of us still live at home. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and now, you know... You, you know, you got kids that are growing up, and you have different jobs, and, you know, you move to different areas and stuff like that, so the holidays for me now is just kind of, like, I got Christmas, I got Thanksgiving, I got New Year's, and that's about it. You know, those are really the only ones I celebrate. You know, all the other ones, we normally have, like, cookouts and shit like that with your friends. They really don't happen. Because of that, I really don't get out much, so the fourth was just a day off of work. 
Yeah, um, I, got, I mean, I got the day off, too, which was crazy, because, like, mm-hmm. my last job, I didn't get all these days off for all these... Uh, it's it's nice having those yeah. like, those jobs that require to have federal holidays I, I, off. I think I think I want to re- reinstate my uh, Thanksgiving Day parties, mm-hmm. where I used to have, I, you, me and my buddies used to throw this big party at that yeah. Thanksgiving night. Everybody brings leftovers from their, wherever they were, mm-hmm. bring them to the house, you mow down and just drink a bunch of booze mm-hmm. and... Poke a little bot, you know. Yeah. The one holiday I do miss, and I try to celebrate it every year, even if it's by myself or not, is Black Wednesday. Oh, Black Wednesday. That's Blackout Wednesday in yeah. my book. Yeah, and it sucks because the job I have now, I work nights, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to miss it this year. I think I'm going to take it off. <laughs> I, I, I might have to. I, I'm going to try if I can. But the biggest thing is, like, it's like I go back to four about the holidays. Like, if you don't have those people to hang out with, it's really hard. We're always at Route 50. Yeah, we need a different bar. Nah. Eh. I like my bar. It's not a horrible bar. It's just, it's not my kind of scene bar. Nah, I like the very low-key scene. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm glad your holiday was good. Um. I'm really excited for the next couple weeks because um, the 22nd, we're going to go see SCW. In Shabans. In Shabans. It's a Shabans Civic Center. Yep. Uh, was it SCW Meltdown? Uh, SCW Meltdown. Yep. I believe they're having a battle royal. I don't. I think it's a show. Yeah, I, I, I know I saw something that said that they're going to put um, the card up in a, a few days and everything. So I haven't had a chance to double check that and everything, but... I'm really excited for it. It's it's their show of the year, so I'm really excited about it. I'm excited because this is the first one I was able to get back to since, I believe, <laughs> April. Because all the other ones have been on Fridays. So, I'm really excited to get that. Uh, for those of you uh, who are in the area, check out SCW Meltdown. It's in Shabans, Illinois. July 22nd, I believe the doors open at 6. Uh, bells at 7 o'clock. Great show, you won't regret it. A lot no, of great guys. What? I said you won't regret it at all. Oh, if they said not on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You won't see it. these. No, not yet. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure eventually you'll see some of these guys at Raw. Uh, you can pick tickets up at Fit Body U or Genesis Martial Arts and Fitness. They're $10 before the show, $12 at the show. Now, um, what is the fundraiser they're doing this for? I don't remember... I think it was the Veterans. Veterans Assistant Commission of Kankakee County. Yeah. So, all the SCW shows that they have, they do it for a cause, and they right. do it for a charity and everything, and they do accept non-perishable items. Right. So, if you do happen to go out to check out the show, and you want to give back, bring some non-perishables, if you check out their uh, Facebook, um, Southland Championship Wrestling, you can find a link to the events and everything. I believe they list what they're looking for. Um, so it's for a good cause, and it's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good show. We're going to be there. Um, I'm going to try to get front row seats because that's what I want to do. <laughs> um, I'd like to say um, I'd hope to see Steve there. Yeah, but I haven't heard from Steve. I haven't heard from Steve in three weeks. No. I guess maybe... Uh... Steve's a giant pussy. Gotta be. Coward. Um, <laughs> but again, Steve, if you want a picture uh, with us at the show, please, you're more than welcome to come up and say hi. Because, um, you know, who wouldn't want a picture with a winner? Yeah. I, I always want a picture with myself. All right, so you were that New Japan Pro Wrestling is doing a current tour of the U.S.? No, I didn't hear about that. When did they start doing that? Um, It's recent. I think they're going to actually be more, you're going to see them more worldwide now, not just in Japan. Yeah, I mean, you got the Bullet Club is, I mean, they're hot right now. Is this like, is New Japan doing this? Is this like when WWE uh, does a tour of uh, Europe and all that? Or are they actually thinking about putting a New Japan base here in the States? I, I think it's a little bit of both. Because they work with Ring of Honor, right? They work with Ring of Honor and uh, Global Force Wrestling and even WWE now. They, they've been filtering guys through all these organizations for a very long time now. Really? So I'm not... 
Well, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Global Force Wrestling. I mean, the name itself, I'm not a fan of it. No. I, I think the anything they should have stuck with just Impact Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Or maybe just come up with a whole brand new brand altogether instead mm-hmm. of making some a brand that failed. Yeah. Which Global Force did fail because they couldn't get off the ground, even with the help from Impact. Now Impact has, what, two heavyweight titles? Because they have the Global and they have the Impact Wrestling title. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that's weird. It's like you sit there and you think about... So Jeff Jarrett, with his father, created TNA. Right. And it was huge up until they brought in Hulk Hogan, Kevin yeah. Nash. He started bringing in these old-timers who pretty much took over the show. Well, Nash was there before Hogan ever got there. Yeah, but I think that's kind of like where it started falling off. To me, that's where it started falling. When you start bringing in like old time wrestlers, I get that sometimes you want to bring in a guy to draw, you know, attraction. Like when they brought DDP and Macho Man Randy Savage and shut that for a one for a one and done match or a couple matches here and there. That's fine. I mean, I mean, even like Kurt Angle, because when Kurt Angle went to the TNA, Kurt Angle, I, in my opinion, that was the prime of his career. Oh yeah. You know, he still had years ago, and he did. I think they said he was at TNA for like. Eight years, ten years, or something like that? Well, he, almost since he left WWE, I yeah. believe. So, when he came in, that was fine. When Sting came in, he was still there. You know, he was still... He still had years on him. That was fine. But when you bring in Ric Flair, you bring in Hulk Hogan, and you bring in the <laughs> older guys who don't need to be there. Like, when they brought Mick Foley in twice, it meant... I mean, I, I don't think it brought any... Then I don't think that pulled revenue for him. No, I don't think I don't think it helped him. In it. I think it hurt him a lot because I think what made TNA great, and you know, like it, it could be just me taking the opinion of what AJ Styles said in some of the interviews, but TNA was built on the backs of the young wrestlers who they get the WWE opportunity. The, the X division, exactly. Christopher Daniels, uh, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, uh, Kazarian, Low Key, Low Key, Austin Aries, you know. All those guys created, and they built TNA Abyss. You know, it's like uh, James Storm, even Bobby Roode. All these guys, Eric Young. You know, they they built that company just to have it slowly die because of poor choices. To think, hey, how do we make this much bigger? Oh, let's bring in Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is probably one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, but he is not that much of a draw anymore. No, especially now. No. <laughs> but, but I mean, back then, like, you know, it's great to see him once in a while. But I mean, like, the only time it's great to see him once in a while is when he's coming out to WrestleMania. Granted, when he says the right location. <laughs> but he's not a big draw for TNA. He's a huge draw for when he comes out during WrestleMania and does a promo or something like that. TNA well, should just changed so much when yeah. they took over. You can't. The six sided ring. That was something different. Mm-hmm. That's something that popped. You you knew when you watched TNA, yeah. it was going to be fast, hard, and and then they turned it into WWE light. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's exactly what it was. They just they made it. Hulk Hogan said, "Hey, this is what I know that works, and this is what they do at you know WWE." Right. All they did is made WCW two point Right. That's all the fuck they did. The only thing that they did that WWE didn't do is they kept hardcore matches, like hardcore matches. You know, like when you took a chair shot, you hit him in the head, you know? Right. And, you know, sometimes you get color and they're okay with that. That's what made it great. When you had a few select titles, that's when it was great. The actually the titles, they, uh, when they, you know, the NWA, but then they turned to TNA, heavyweight title, the tag titles. You know, all of a sudden you bring in, what the fuck was that one belt? It used to be the television title, but then they turned it into something else. They ended up being turned into something else. Oh, it's the Grand Championship belt now, I believe. Yeah, it's like, it's like why? Like, why do you need all these belts? I, I like the concept for the Grand Championship matches, which is a three-round bout, three bout. Each one of them is graded. It's different. I mean, it's different, and, and that's good, but at the same time, it's weird. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. now you're always... You have to have this type of match for that for that belt. Yeah. The one thing I did the one the one match I love from TNA is the Feast or Fired match. Feast or Fired is pretty good. I like the Feast or Fired. Um, what was the match called? They had escaped through the top of the cage. The asylum was that an asylum match or it's, something like that. Uh, isn't that Full Metal Mayhem? 
Is it? I'm trying to remember. What, I, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. But it's like, like the it's like the dome. It goes. It's up. a dome, yeah, and yeah. you have to crawl through the middle. Ultimate X. Ultimate. Oh, those man. matches. Those matches are incredible. I love those matches. This is something different. They created something different. Mm-hmm. Where WWE is just kind of recycling. Every, now we got what a Punjabi prison match coming again. The first two times it fucking failed. Yeah. So why are we trying this again? It, 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 I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's shit like that don't make sense. It's people, I mean, they're, they're just repeating shit now. Right. You know, like, TNA would have been perfect if they committed to the wrestlers that built them. I mean, now, I mean, like, when you look at, like, you know, some of these guys who ground, like, you know, they're in TNA for a lot of years. Bobby Roode, Eric Young, AJ Styles. There's still, there's still years left in their careers, and now they're taking advantage of that in WWE. I'm still waiting for Bobby Roode to come up. It'll be glorious. It will be absolutely glorious. It, I think, I don't think, I don't want to say don't think. I feel like he's going to come up by the time SummerSlam comes around. I'm going to say right around there. But I think some people need to go in order for him to come up and make room. Who needs to go? <coughs> um... You probably hate this one, uh, Hardy Boys. You know what? I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna hate that because I I believe that wrestling needs to evolve, and I don't want another Ric Flair being around for like a thousand mm-hmm. years, and you're still falling off the top rope at age seventy. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's there's just small guys here and there that are really just thrown into a spot, you know, to take up room. Kurt Hawkins. I mean, Kurt Hawkins. Um, I love the whole Heath Slater thing, but Heath Slater and Rhino, like, they don't need to be a tag team anymore. I don't see them ever win the Raw tag team titles. It blew my mind they won the Smack team t- SmackDown tag team titles. But I don't see them win the Raw tag team titles. Uh, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel. The Miztourage. The Miztourage, yeah. Yeah, that's stupid shit. I don't see them <laughs> need to be there anymore. Um... <clears throat> Honestly, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, too. I mean, like, I think after the whole Wyatt family thing, like, they're, they're really just there now. I think, I think Luke Harper has a place. Eric Rowan, I'm not... I don't know. I, I like Luke Harper. He's a big man. He moves real quick. And he's had some decent matches with just about everybody now. Yeah, well, I'm like... And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be there, but... It's it's taken up space. In the nicest way I could possibly think of saying <laughs> it, it's just it's taken up space. Like you have these people on these rosters that they're just there. Like Titus O'Neil. It's like you really have to have that shit. The the Titus brand. The Titus brand, yeah. I mean I mean it makes no sense. You know well, we, we were talking like in our past podcast though how there needs to be that stable again and we're finally getting that with Titus but it's not it's the wrong stable it's the wrong stable you have a Cruiserweight and Apollo Cruz which granted Apollo Cruz is great but the problem is like they just don't have a spot for him right Dolph Ziggler needs to go I believe he's gonna go I, I believe he's on his way out but he needs to go um one guy who did end up going though is Austin Aries which is a big shock to me I was surprised when I found that out. Like I, I thought that he was, you know, fine doing his thing over on um, two hundred five live and everything. All of a sudden, I, you know, I look, I look on my phone and it's all about, you know, like how he left. And from what I read, it was a mutual agreement. Like he requested, and he just gave him it. And from what the article said, it was just, it was just his attitude. Well, it was based on his attitude. He didn't like how he was being used mm-hmm. at two hundred five live now. The thing is, is, when WWE released him, I'm going to put air quotation marks here, because when they released him, they wished Austin Aries luck on his future endeavors, but not the guy that plays Austin Aries. Usually when WWE lets someone go, they, they announce their real name and their ring name and then send them on their way. So I don't know, maybe if this is a work, or maybe he is injured. And they're just doing this as a way to gain the hype back for when he comes back. Also, I do agree with Aries that 
205 Live was not his spot. He needed to be on Raw or preferably SmackDown with the big boys. And But see, okay, the thing is, like, Austin Aries could have made 205 hits. But, like, I don't know, like, maybe, maybe it was writing or maybe it was, like, you know, the moment. So I think the biggest thing that got him was when he got injured. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe was what screwed everything up. You know, and they're sitting there talking, you know, like Austin Aries signed, I mean, like, if I'm looking here at this article from uh, WrestlingInc.com, um, Austin Aries signed a three-year contract back in 2016. So they had to have an idea for him. It's not like he signed a one-year deal. Right. You know, they had to have had an idea of what they wanted to do with him. You know? Um, so they end up releasing him. Uh, he has that, 90, he has that uh, standard 90-day no-compete. From what the article shows, Dirty's allowed him to do indie shows. And come this October, he could uh, look for work anywhere else, whether that be New Japan, whether that be Global Force, whether that be Ring of Honor. It, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I really don't see him going back to Global Force. I think that would be a step back for Austin Aries. I think going into New Japan or Ring of Honor would probably give him that boost that he needs. Maybe he'll be back in WWE one day. What about Lucha Underground? Well, see, that would be interesting. I think I think he would fit in Lucha Underground. Could could you? I would love to see Austin Aries versus Johnny Mundo mm-hmm. or John Morrison as he was known in WWE. Yeah. But I I think that he would be awesome. I can see Austin Aries doing Lucha Underground. I like you said. I don't see him going to uh, Global Force. New Japan would be great. I can see him being the next leader of the Bullet Club, or at least being part of the Bullet Club. Right. Um, I'm going to assume, best case scenario, maybe end up at Ring of Honor for a little bit, but I could, I would definitely love to see him at Lucha Underground. Could you imagine Austin Aries versus Rey Mysterio? That'd be awesome. That'd be a good match. But, we'll, we'll find out. I mean, we got to October to find out exactly where he's at. Um, babe, if he's on the independency, maybe he'll show up in Chicago at some point. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right, we go check that out. and Get him on the show. He could be our first interview. So with Global Force Wrestling and everything starting up and merging, I guess not even merging, but pretty much absorbing TNA. Right. That left Dixie Carter without a job. I pretty much. I mean, I think Dixie Carter was up without a job months ago. Was she really? I, I believe so, because I believe uh, the network took over Impact. See, that's the biggest thing about me not watching TNAs because I'm kind of out of the loop of all that shit. I, I wish I'd got more time. Well, well now, what the crazy thing is, is with WWE doing their 24-hour exclusives, mm-hmm. they're actually bringing her in to do one for Kurt Angle. So even the fact that WWE is announcing that Dix- Dixie Carter exists is kind of an... Uh, a step forward for WWE. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, do you, do you see that maybe somewhere in the future, Dixie Carter will end up being um, part of WWE, like, as someone, like, behind the scenes or something like that? I mean, obviously nothing. Oh, my God. Can you see her being, like, GM of Raw? Ugh. I know, right? It could happen, though. I mean, they did it with Bischoff after WCW. I mean, she can't. <laughs> Can't be the worst G- raw GM ever, Greg Maddox. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So from from what I'm reading here, uh, she left Impact Wrestling uh, January fourth. Stepped down from the position of chairman when Anthem Sports and Entertainment acquired a majority interest in the promotion. As part of the deal, Carter remained a minority equity stockholder and took a position as advisory uh, board at Fight Media Group. Okay, so yeah, so she's been gone pretty much this whole year. Yeah. Wow. Um, do you think that with her doing this interview about uh, Kurting on the 24th, do you think there's going to be some talk of TNA? There's going to be some talk of Impact? I, You know what? I highly doubt it as WWE has a hard time acknowledging anything exists other than New Japan. I believe is the only one I've ever heard mentioned. Yeah. Or, you know, their old OVW, FCW. 
But I, I really, really, really doubt it. Or maybe they'll mention TNA because TNA is a dead product now. You know, mm-hmm. like, like they mentioned WCW now, but they never did when WCW was still around. They acknowledged that they, it existed because, you know, what was it? Uh, Triple H and them driving the army stuff over to the WCW arena the one night. Yeah, out there in uh, Allen, California. I wish they opened that door. I wish WCW opened that door. That would have been great. I, I think the best thing for business at that moment would have been, you know, if Ted Turner and Vince McMahon got together and said, hey, let's make something here. You know, let's let's have that, you know, that invasion without having to be this one company invading the same company after it got bought out. Right. Which, stupidest fucking storyline ever. I mean, they could have been so much more, but they fucked it up. Um, but that, that would have been great. That would have been good for business for both ends, but obviously, you know, when you get two egos like that put together, there's really no, um. Well, we don't write the show, so. Yeah. If we'd have done it, we, they would, it would have been done right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, hint, hint to, uh, those other writers, if you guys want good, uh, good, uh, stories, let us know. I got some ideas. We're cheap. <laughs> cheap. I just need a flight to my bills paid. That's it. Um, so from what I saw, uh, you don't have to be on TV to win a WWE title. No, apparently not. Um, AJ wins the U.S. title in a house show. Mm-hmm. Live event that shocked the hell out of me. Especially since this match is supposed to happen at their pay-per-view. Yeah, Battleground. Uh, it was supposed to be AJ Styles versus um, Kevin Owens for the U.S. title. Right. Um, a live show at Madison Square Garden. AJ, surprising everyone, took uh, <laughs> took the championship pretty much away. I mean, I can understand it at MSG. Madison Square Garden is pretty... Uh... Pre, you know, numero uno on places to be for wrestling venues because it's always been the wrestling venue. That's always been it. That's like the top online. Mm-hmm. That's where you want a main stage. Yeah, it. It makes no sense why it happened. If if you look at, if you look at. What's been saying in the media and everything? Like people said, this this was a mistake. This was stupid. It was it was garbage. Um, I'm just assuming that. I mean, those aren't actual quotes. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> but the the things I did I did see people were questioning like why, you know, why would they do this? Why would they sit there and decide? Hey, you know what we should do at a live show? Let's take one of our top talents and put the title on him. It made it made no sense to me though why they would do that. Well, I mean, it, it, in reality though, it makes perfect sense because if you're going to a house show, why not? Why not see a title a title match and a title change hands? Because that WWE should be able to happen anywhere, anytime, regardless of the show. If you want, if you want to do that, that's fine, but. You don't do that when you have a title match set up at a pay per view. I can give you that. I'll give you that. But you want you want to lose, you know, the tag team titles. You want the cruiserweight title. You know the NXT titles, like whatever. Do them at house shows. You know, throw them back and forth every single night. I don't give a fuck. But the Intercontinental title, the U.S. title, the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships, and both the Universal Championship and WWE Heavyweight Championship. Those should not be live event matches. Those shouldn't even be championship matches on live event cards. I'm, you know what? I, I would agree as far as the Universal and the WWE title. Those should be, at if you're going to defend those at all at a live event, it should be Raw or SmackDown. But as far as the Intercontinental and the U.S. title, I think those should be defended anywhere, anytime, because those... Those are the workhorse titles to me. 
not everybody was world champion. Not every Hall of Famer was world champion, but a lot of Hall of Famers were U.S. champion and or Intercontinental champion. Do you do you think, and now that I'm thinking, kind of thinking about it, it's kind of going off topic a little. Do you see WCW giving the U.S. title as much prestige that WWF, WWE gave the Intercontinental title? I think they tried to, and I think with certain people that it it elevated it. Uh, to me, the in recent history, the one who made the U.S. title mean more was actually John Cena when he was doing mm-hmm. the Open Challenge every week. Yeah. That was that was new. I mean, I actually cared about that title. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing uh, about DCW uh, and the reason I bring this question up is when you look at WWE, it's the Universal title. And then it's the Intercontinental title. Right. You know, heavyweight title, Intercontinental title. When you went to WCW, I always saw the TV title being the second top title to the heavyweight title over the U.S. title. I've, I've heard more matches about that. I think the TV title was also defended every week, though. Yeah. So but that, it's like, but that, I think, that might be... I think, that's, I think that gave it more prestige and everything because it's like... I always saw it as the heavyweight title, the television title, the U.S. title, the tag team titles, and then the hardcore title. I don't see why they had the hardcore, ti- uh, the hardcore title. I don't remember it even being defended that often. On WCW? Mm-hmm. I don't remember there being a hardcore title. Oh, yeah. It was nice. It wasn't all beat up and shit. Isn't because, well, I don't know how much you remember about the ECW, but do you remember when Lance Storm held every single title? Yeah, at one point in time, and yeah. he, had, he was in the middle of the ring and had them all. Yeah, and like he, he uh, keep talking. I'm gonna look that up. The, mo- the most underused talent in WWE history, Lance Storm. Yeah, I wonder if he's back as a. Uh, I think he's somewhere being a trainer. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, because he has his own training up in Canada. Right. Um, I always liked him though. He's like, he's always a little dry to me, but. You know what? So was Dean Malenko when it came to cutting the promo. But man, you put those guys in the ring and they just went. And you could th- there was nobody that could touch those two at that point in time. They were definitely two of the top talents that did not get utilized. I believe Dean Malenko is a trainer for WWE. I'm not sure about Lance Storm. I did. I know recently that Devon is not working behind the scenes for. WWE. But man, I don't remember there being a hardcore title. I remember there being the Cruiserweight title, the TV title. Yeah, no, there was, was definitely. I, I do remember there being a hardcore title because it was always weird to me. Because when I, when I thought of hardcore titles, I thought of the broken ass vintage heavyweight title that Vince McMahon handed to mankind. So when WCW came out with the hardcore title, I just thought it was weird. That it was nice looking, and it just looked like every other title. And I'm trying to find the names of these what he called titles because he held five titles at once: U.S. title, right? Or no, it was it U.S. title, television title, the hardcore title, and I think the cruiserweight title? Yeah, it was cruiserweight title too. Because cruiserweight, yeah, cruiserweight came from the. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right because he had the light heavyweight title. Right. That was stupid. Um. I'm trying to find us here without wasting too much time or making awkward moments. <laughs> the, the awkward moments are there. Yeah, which is weird because I, mean, I can easily edit this show down like it never even fucking happened. But, now, yeah. now, did you see the revamp on the SmackDown Women's title? Did you see what Naomi... SmackDown. Oh, the glow? The glowing. I, I, think, I don't think that's going to be permanent. I don't think it's going to be permanent, but I do like it. I do. I, I like it. I, I, can, I can see that there will be some people out there who thinks it's disrespectful to it. Like, because you're altering it and making it flashing shit. But it's no different than what John Cena did when he made the Spinner title. Or the Broken Skull title. I always wanted that. That was the one title I always wanted to buy the replica of. Was I, mean, I didn't give a shit about the heavyweight titles on shit. I always wanted a Smoking Skull title. I think one day I'm going to get one. I, I always enjoyed the million dollar belt. Personally, myself. Yeah, that one too. That was pretty. It was all cool. nice and shiny, but I like the fact that WWE they let her do that, especially because it fits her character. Mm-hmm. They, you would think that they would all try to do something that kind of 
just tweak it a little bit just for their character. I kind of <laughs> miss the spitty title, though. <laughs> All right, so what I found, okay, so at one point, uh, Lance Storm held the U.S. Uh, the United States title, the Cruiserweight title, and the Hardcore title. He called the U.S. title the Canadian Heavyweight title. He called the Cruiserweight title the 100-kilogram and under championship. <laughs> and he called the Hardcore title the Saskatchewan Hardcore International title, or shit. <laughs> um, he never won the world title. Uh, I don't think he held the tag team titles, but he did. He did. So I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to find that. Um, tell us what we're asking about that. Nothing um, knows that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I liked I liked what she did to it. Um, I'm glad that she's able to. I'm glad, I'm glad Naomi's able to do the shit that she's wanting to do. Because, you know, like, with the whole, like, new entrance, you know, being the champion, she does deserve it. Oh, definitely. And I think it's been a long time coming for Naomi. I think she is probably the best women's athlete mm-hmm. that they have. I'm glad she stopped using the damn rear view. I can't believe you don't like that. I don't. I, I don't. I'm sorry. It's, that's I'm, one. That was one of my favorite things. And she still does use it. It's just not a finishing. No. She now does that, like, that uh, butterfly submission. Which I think is a great. I, I love like it. a modified Rings of Saturn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So WWE is coming out of the pay per view. Great balls of fire. I think they probably could have thought of any other great name instead of this. Because and, and that's another thing I don't get. Like, why is it called Great Balls of Fire? And all like the um, the theme of it is like cars. Cars. Like okay, so when you when you when I was watching Raw. Um, and they're showing, like, you know, like, the promo or whatever for the matches. Yeah. And the names come up, like, you know, like, this guy, and then this guy's facing off. They look like car emblems. Well, that's what they had left over from Fastlane. Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's what I'm assuming. You know what? I don't know. I, I th- to me, I felt they could just use anything else. Like, maybe they could just use, like, a pay-per-view from... DCW wasn't used anymore. But anyways, that's the name of it. That's what it's called. More power to them for deciding on that. This card, I think, is... There's more on this card than there's been in the past few pay-per-views. I'm, I'm actually excited about this card, actually. You know, it <laughs> they, have, they have an ambulance match, you know, which could have been used... Mm-hmm. A thirty-minute Iron Man match. Oh my god! Hey, that that that's uh, that's two more than their Extreme Rules pay per view. Yeah, that's. I don't know, I'm excited to see this pay per view. I'm glad. I'm excited to watch it tonight. Um, so we're gonna sit here. So you won. You won one pay per view. I won one pay. I dominated one pay per view. So now <laughs> dominate. Oh, I dominated. I <laughs> I got one wrong, and you got. All of them wrong. Um, anyways, okay, so let's start with the pre-show. Uh, the pre-show match, Neville versus Akira Tozawa, uh, Cruiserweight title single match. I'm, I'm going to go with Akira. As much as I know Neville will probably win, I think uh, Tozawa is probably fun to watch. That dude, oh man, I like when he comes on. I'm gonna no. I'm I'm gonna say Kira's gonna win. It's, I think Titus will probably interfere. But the only reason I'm gonna say Kira's gonna win is I think Neville just held it too long. I think I think it's time for a change. I think they need to change. Um, I think part of it has to be with Austin Aries. Austin Aries leaving. I think it gave a slight wake up call to E saying, "Hey, listen, maybe it's time to do more with two two hundred five live. Maybe give an opportunity to someone else." Um, I'm not. I'm not saying that I think Akira deserves it over Neville, but I do think because Neville's held on to his title for a while now, a long time. Yeah. You know, so I think it's that point now where Akira just takes the opportunity, takes the win, calls it good. Ah ah ah! Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman ambulance match. Mm, I'm gonna go with Braun. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I just, I just think he can have he can put Roman down. As much as I know Roman's on this super push. Yeah. That's why I'm going with Roman. I'm saying <laughs> Roman's going to win it. I I don't want him to win it, but I think he's going to win it. I just... <coughs> I feel that he really, really wants him to be the guy, and they'll do whatever they can to make it, regardless of how many times he has to be Braun Strowman. How many times he has to get a chance at the championship? It's gotta be Roman, and I think it's gonna. I think that win is gonna help push him to the SummerSlam main event that he is literally being handed. Literally being handed. Literally. Uh, we gonna make this giant announcement. Uh, I can't be a title shot, and uh, it's a title shot. Yeah. Uh Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks for the uh, WWE Raw Women's Champion. When did Sasha come become relevant again? I don't know. I, th- I think I think she forced herself into it. I, th- I think she just kind of just like hey dibs, <laughs> dibs. Just yeah, she got dibs. Uh, I'm gonna go with Alexa. Uh, man, as much as I hate to agree with you, I'm gonna go with Alexa too. Yeah, I just I don't see there being enough build up for this. To create some, I mean, like, unless they, unless they're gonna make Sasha a heel again and put her against Bailey, I don't see that. Did you um happen to read the article about how Bailey was talking on uh, Stone Cold's podcast about kind of changing her uh, character a little? No, like making it a little bit sexier. She gonna get a new face? I don't know. Like that's that's horrible. <laughs> She's cute. She's she's doable. She's not the worst. No, definitely not the worst to me. Um, um, like not so much being a heel, but like just changing the attire, changing the entrance, and stuff like that. Like something fresh. I feel like she is a little bubblegummy. Yeah, so I think she wants to get a little bit away from that, but not take away from actually being like a face. Because from what she said in her uh, interview is. When she goes to the, when she goes to the ring, when she goes to the audience, she sees all these girls who dress up like her and like cheer for her and believe in her and stuff like that, and she doesn't want to take that away from them, which I think is I think is an awesome feeling. You know, sometimes you know you gotta do what's best for you, and being a heel is being a heel. But I, I get that why she wants to do right. that. Um, so unless I mean unless they're gonna make Sasha a heel, I don't see her being Alexa Bliss. Um, and plus, it wasn't enough build up for this to be an impact match. So, I mean, this isn't Sasha and Charlotte. This is. Right. Yeah. Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. Here, here's the one I, I feel could go either way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Rollins is going to win. Only because ever since Wyatt left SmackDown, they have really dropped the ball with him. I, I am I'm the biggest thing I've been disappointed uh, disappointed in so far this year is the fact that Bray Wyatt only held his title for like three weeks. Right. That I mean I, it bugged me so fucking much the fact that they did that. Like he finally wins the match just to lose the fucking Randy Orton who's held that title twelve times. Now. Right. He he finally wins a singles title after how long? Mm-hmm. After being on the top since since he made his debut sure. as Bray Wyatt. So you said Seth? I said Seth. Um, I'm going to go with Bray. Just to be different. And I think there's got to be something exciting that happens at this pay-per-view. I don't know what, but I think something happens. It's got to be something. Um, you ever notice I say I'm a lot? Really? You ever notice that? I did, but I want to say that. Yeah, I, I notice a lot when I re-listen to these shows and shit. I don't re-listen to our shows. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sad. You should. You just like everyone. Like a, like a, like a movie star. I'm in it. I know what was said. Yeah. I'll I'll go back and listen to last week's show <laughs> when I'm on my way to work this week. Uh, Enzo Amore and Big Cass. No, oh, it's gonna go to Cass. Oh yeah. 
I'm I'm gonna say Cass just because I feel that Cass is gonna attack him before the match and it's not gonna happen. That's what I'm calling. I'm calling on it. You're you're calling no match. I'm gonna I'm gonna call no match. I'm gonna say that Cass attacks him before the match, and they just kind of throw it out because Enzo can't compete. Hmm. I'm gonna say Cass gets the win. But some shadiness happens. I'm not quite sure on the shadiness, but something shady happens. Cass wins. Like he needs to cheat to win? I mean, he is the bad guy now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, love, the, I love the promo that uh, Enzo did uh, this past week on Raw when he called uh, Cass a seven-foot punchline. Yeah. <laughs> What what happens to Enzo after there is no Enzo and Cass? Does he float around or does he go down to two hundred five lot? I think I think what's gonna happen with him. I think they're gonna let the storyline run out for a little bit, and then he'll probably just be pushed off into two hundred five. Probably make probably make it down there for a little bit. I don't nothing against Enzo. I mean, like he's a great mic guy. But, and I don't want to say this because people probably bitch about it. He's too small to be, like, a major superstar. And I know people think it's weird because, you know, Daniel Bryan was small. Rey Mysterio was small, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, like, they had the technical ability to be a wrestler. Well, yeah, you're talking Enzo Mori was a guy who came to, who got hired by WWE based solely on his mic skills and didn't yeah. develop any kind of ring skills until he got to the WWE. Yeah, but he still don't... I don't, I don't see him still having those ring skills. I mean, shit, his finishing move in their tag team was Cass throwing him off the turnbuckle. Right. You know, I mean, like, most of those ma- matches that they ended was either him being thrown off the turnbuckle into a pin or Cass finishing the match. You ever see Enzo do a finisher on his own and win the match? I'm, I don't even know what his official finisher is. Yeah, right? So, Cass is going to win. I'm going to say there's going to be a tag before the match. Miz versus Dean Ambrose. Intercontinental Championship. Miz. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the Miz Taraj out there and everything. The thing of all these Intercontinental title matches between Miz and uh, Ambrose, he's still going to hold on to it? Yeah. I'm going to go with Dean. I'm going to say Dean. I'm going to say during this match, I'm going to say that Heath and Rhino come out and watch the Miserage or whatever the fuck they're called. Miserage. Miserage. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Dean's going to end up wearing this. Um, yeah, just, there's no reason but that. They, they've had enough matches to where Dean can win it. Actually, no, now that I think about it. <laughs> now I'm going to keep Dean. Fuck it. No, do it. I'm keeping Dean. Calling it. That's good. I completely forgot the fact that uh, he was the champion in that uh, Extreme Rules match. Totally forgot about that. I'm still going to keep Dean because I'm a man of my word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think Uh, the Miz is just hard. I mean, he's, he's a draw. I think the Dean Ambrose and Miz whole feud is a draw. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't need to have the title to be a draw. No, no. but it makes him more... Yeah. We'll see. Maybe we'll find a good one there. <laughs> ah, Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Hardy Boys. 30-minute Ironman match for the Tag Team Championships. Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. I really don't see... I... I I believe that something else is on the horizon for the Hardys as much as I don't want to be anything else other than tag team. I heard a lot of rumors. People are saying that uh, there were hints towards the broken Matt Hardy coming back. Yeah. I've been, I've been seeing Nilo. that too. Yeah. I hope not, but uh, I'm going with Cesaro, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus too. I think the Hardys came back, got their title match, uh, title uh, the title reign that they needed. Um, I don't see them doing anything much big with them uh, while they're still here. Maybe putting over some new tag teams that, right. you know, 
what tag teams are down uh, down still in uh, NXT that are big? Well, DIY broke up, the right? DIY broke up. They got, what, Elite Pain, Sanity. Elite Pain. Ooh, maybe Sanity will come back with Bray Wyatt. That'd be awesome. Isn't Elite Pain from SCW? Who am I thinking of? I'm <laughs> <laughs> so lost. Who are the two big guys? They're, they're taking champions right now. Oh, I don't know. I've honestly not watched NXT. Oh, my God. I know it's something pain. Um, but Lee Payne should be on NXT. I believe, they, yeah. Because they are the current tag team champions. Not, yeah, current tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I still can't believe I missed that match. It was a good match. Oh, man. Um, we're going to left. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe for the Universal Championship. As much as I want to see Joe win, I think Lesnar's going to take it. I, I hope I'm wrong. Because Lesnar can fuck off the authors of pain. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why it's, that's why I got confused in there. Um, go on. What were you saying? I just I just think Brock's gonna hold on to it, and I believe that there's something. I think they're gonna have him fight Roman at SummerSlam, and then Roman will take it. Nobody can beat Brock besides Roman. I'm gonna go with Samoa Joe. I'm taking the I'm taking the dark horse here. I'm taking the dark horse. <laughs> I think I think what's gonna happen. This is just this is just a theory, and if this doesn't happen, this is how it should fucking happen. Samoa Joe's gonna end up being uh, Brock Lesnar, whether it be interference, a straight fight, something, whatever. Fucking Brock Lesnar trips, blah blah. blah. I think when it comes closer to SummerSlam, I think they're gonna have a number one contender match with him and um, Roman. Well, Roman and uh, Rollins. No, fuck the who the fuck is the guy? Finn Balor. Ooh. Because Finn Balor never literally got his rematch after Hank giving off the title, except for that six-man whatever championship match. Other than that, he's really never had it. So I think, my guess is, Mojo's going to end up winning. I think Roman and Finn Balor will have their match. I hope Finn wins, because then Finn and Mojo can face each other at SummerSlam. And I think it'll be a great match. And he can do the demon. That's where the demon Finn Balor comes back finally. That's a storyline. I've, I've missed the demon. Yeah. That's my storyline. I, I, like, I, I, I like your story. I think that's how it should work. I also think that somewhere down the road when the Miz teams up with uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel and Dean has put, put together a team, I hope he picks Rollins and Roman. And they have a Shield uh, reunion. See? This is why I should write for WWE. I, I, think, I think when the Shield finally reunites, it's not going to be against Miz and Bo Dallas. And... Why not? Because that's that's too the shield's too big for those guys. WWE just gives the U.S. title to AJ Styles at a house show. You're telling me that they can't just do this? Bo Dallas spent the last three months being an aggressive fuck and trying to make a name for himself, and now he's fucking Mrs. Sidekick. <laughs> he kind of looks like he belongs in LAX. He looks like a reject from Duck Dynasty. <laughs> but I mean, like, I mean, like, anything is possible when it comes to WWE. I think that'd be something great. If not, I I believe, and I'm saying it right now. I'm calling it right now. Shield reunion and Survivor Series. I can see that. Don't know who they face. Maybe Sanity. Survivor Series. I'm calling it. I'm saying they're they're gonna fight some version of the Authority. But who? Who would be in the authority at that time? Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and that Miz? I've, I've, I've heard rumblings of that when Triple H comes back to TV, he's going to have his own stable. And we know it's not going to be the next DX. Yeah, but see, I, I thought that too when Kevin Owens was on Raw. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he lost the U.S. title because he's going to bring him back over to Raw. That could be. Maybe they'll put Bray back over on SmackDown. He could be champion again. Yeah. Instead of Jack off the hall. 
Perfect. All right. All right, so we got our predictions. Um, we agree on one, two, three, four of them. We agree on four of them. So there's a good chance we'll end up fucking tying. <laughs> <laughs> so, We're losing our ass. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. Uh, hope for the best. Plan for the worst. You know, that's how life is. Um, Jeez, starting, that went quick. Yeah, we're not done yet. I know. Squeeze up. No, I'm just saying. Oh. Quit rushing me, man. I'm not rushing. Why are you trying to, why, why trying to rush off this fucking show? I wasn't trying to rush How out this How dare you? Whatever. You got fans here. <laughs> um, Most of them know us. Next week, just give you guys a quick heads up. So next week, I want to try um, doing a new segment on our show. It, it's going to kind of take away from... Uh, the segment we do on this freaking show is called our Freak Weekly, or what we're freaking out. Basically, we just pick one thing um, about you know what we're gonna do this week or what we're excited about for the week and stuff like that. I kind of want to bring that segment over here. Okay. Um, I don't have a name for it yet, but it obviously is gonna involve wrestling. You know, this freaking spot. Maybe so, and we can work on a name and just kind of you know that'll be like you know what match you're really excited to hear about or what event or anything like that. Next week, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling is having another show, Fire Pro 136, out in Merrillville. Uh, check our website for that. The date should be up there shortly because i got to get that updated. Uh, it was unfortunate we couldn't make it out to Rise on Friday. I really wish we could have. Uh, I was interested, too. But um, hopefully maybe somewhere down the road they have a show on Saturday we could probably make it out there. I saw that Chad um, copied us on a wrestling show in Indiana. I can't remember where the area was. But... We'll get the information from that. We'll put that on the show as well. I, I believe I posted the Facebook already. All right. So we'll get that information. We'll put that up. Also, there was some midget wrestling. Uh, we got some uh, information on. We'll get that checked out. Um, so, yeah, so just um, just keep updated on our website for all the events and everything that are coming up in the area. We'll try to keep it updated as possible. We'll try to get as much information or content on it when possible. Again, a lot of that falls on you guys helping us, if possible, to send us information on local shows that we don't know about that you want us to hear about. Because we, we're going to try. My overall goal is when we get all said and done and get this going, I would like to try to make at least two shows a month. At you know, least. At least two, you know. Ourselves. I would I would say that we could. I've been even considering having like a correspondence people. Because I know a couple guys be like, well, if you would have told me, I would have went to the show. Well, if you go to these shows, let us know, and we can report on them and give you the credit for them. Yeah, it's all like that, too, yeah. yeah kind of like, a, was it, like street teams or whatever the fuck they're yeah. called? Yeah. So, keep updated on our Facebook, keep updated on our website, keep updated on our Instagram and Twitter about the information that we have for upcoming shows, wrestlers, and what we're doing on this show. Um, What is that called? Uh, it's OSCW. And that's what Saturday, July twenty second. Well, we're definitely not making that one. Right. It's in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, bell time is seven thirty. Doors open at six thirty. Looks to be one, two, three, four, five, eight total matches on the card. Ain't bad. Yeah. So if uh, we'll put that information up on our website, uh, if you're in uh, Evansville, Indiana area, in a couple weeks, check them out. If you're in the Shabans area in a couple weeks, make sure you check out SCW because we're definitely gonna be there. Um, a lot of great matches. I'm, I, it bugs me that they haven't told me what they are yet, but I think deep down they know that bugs me. Um, so it's probably out there. We just haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. I just gotta dig deeper into it. Uh, so that's all I got. That's all I got. It's time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, keep in touch with us on social media just by searching "Just Freaking Wrestling" or "JFW Podcast." Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You go on Facebook, you find a link to our website. Like I said, we got shows, we got bios of our wrestlers there, and some stuff about us as we grow, we'll eventually get it in there. Uh, this show cannot happen without you. We greatly appreciate it. And as always, I am Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. Thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.